Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Good morning. I'm Chaplain Grace, our Navy Chaplain. It's a great time to be with you all this morning. It's an honor to be able to share in the gospel this morning. As Curtis was talking about us honoring our pastors, Pastor Hope, Pastor Kelly, Pastor Josh, and Pastor Brian, being able to come and just share a word with y'all is such an awesome opportunity. The, the scripture that we're going to pull from, something that Pastor Josh, uh, on our night of worship a couple of weeks back, kind of referenced, and he spoke in, and we did a foot washing, and it was just an awesome worship experience in that each of our team, pastoral team, kind of led that night. And there was a, a moment there that, and perhaps the DOT had been talking, and they had talked about um, talked to me about preaching. And y'all, it's one of the easiest things to do, but yet it's one of the most difficult things to put together a sermon. And Pastor Josh does it every week. And I get to sit either over there, if my parents decide to sit over there, <laughs> or I get to sit over here if my wife chooses a seat first. And... And, hey, she's out here, so I got, I got like, five minutes to say anything I want to say before she comes back in. I know. Spies. I see the spies. Actually, it's just lights. So being able to kind of sit here every week and be ministered to from the start of our, of our front doors all the way down the hallway and the VIP team and our servant leaders in the kids' environments, all of the pastors kind of feed into that. And being able to kind of speak on pastor appreciation, I was going through the Bible, which is a good thing to do for a sermon. And I was like, what, what am I going to preach on? And I text some good theological chaplains that I know, and I, I know they're good theologians. They might actually watch the message, uh, and then they'll tell me everything I did wrong. And they're great friends. Those are friends you want to have. And we were going through passages. Hey, what about this passage? What about that passage? And we had spent a couple weeks just going back and forth. And the important part of this for you all to know is that on the night of worship, we were there praying. Pastor Josh stood up. He read this passage. And the Holy Spirit said something so clear to my heart that it just silenced the room. And that's what he says, like, this is, this is what I want you to talk about. I said, okay. I said, not really sure. Not what I was thinking. Um, you know, we're going to talk about leadership. We're looking at Nehemiah and the hard work. And, but no, this was it. And the part of the emphasis that you've heard from the DLT members today is that we're giving honor <coughs> Paul tells us to give honor where honors due, and we want to be able to say that the, the pastors that serve us day in and day out, they receive honor. They give freely every week, and that each of our lives where we go sit with coffee and just pour our, our hearts out, and whatever pastor is on the other side of the table is praying with us at the end where we attend a discipleship series, where we participate in a night of worship, which is life-changing. I just encourage you all, as you see them come up in your calendar, as you make time for those moments, because our pastoral team cares and loves you all. 
Okay, so John chapter 13 is where we're going to get started today. As you turn your Bibles, I think it would be kind of fun if you just turn to your neighbor and tell them to stand up. Okay, now for the neighbor that you want to ignore, how about you say good morning to him? No, you can sit down. Don't worry, that actually goes into the sermon series. Okay, John chapter 13. Starting in verse 1. If you have not your Bible, if it's on the screen, if you haven't found it yet, if you're Facebooking, please stop. <laughs> it was just before the Passover, unless you want to check in and, and rate Vertical Church, because we're an awesome place. Okay, back to Scripture. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave. This world and go to his father, having loved his own who are in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Verse 2. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew the father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and is returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel wrapped around them. Let's pray. Jesus, for everything you've done, for everything you've said to us in this word and showed us through your actions. Speak life to our lives. Take away the distractions in our minds. Take away the distractions that happened before here. God, speak to us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So Pastor Josh, and if you attended Night of Worship, did an awesome job of describing the setting. And some of it is, I didn't have to do the research because he already described it for me. So repeat some of the things that he described to us was that he gave the setting that it's not common to walk around with shoes on back then. It's common to walk around barefoot or with sandals through the dust, through the dirt, and that your feet get dirty. And so it was very customary before you go into someone's home for dinner that you would wash your feet. Now, I, I, that stuck with me that stuck with me. But we're going to look through this because, you know, John is one of the last gospels written. He takes it from a different perspective than all the other three gospels. And as he writes this down, he gives us all the nuggets that he figured out afterwards. You know, when I was 10, I actually thought that people you know, would go back after spending the day with Jesus and get their little journal out and write down what happened. Yeah, then I went to Bible college. 
It changed. And yet, I mean, this was written years, decades after Jesus. And John, as he pens this, he writes all these nuggets down for us to look at today. Because I don't know about you, but life is difficult. And our encouragement today for our pastors, our encouragement today for you, is that even though life is difficult, we can stand. So Jesus is sitting there at the table. And that's the part that we're going to pick up is that he's at the Passover table. He's at dinner with his disciples. So for all of us who have had difficulties in life, each of us rate them differently. A bad day for my wife is a different day for me. A bad day for me is a different day for my wife. But for all of us who maybe have gone through school, high school, college, graduate work. You've always had that maybe that one teacher. That one teacher who has the most difficult test in the world. And you can tell that from the day one that this, this class, I should just, I should take it in summer school. That's what I should do. That's what I should do. If you have my wife as a as a teacher, I'm sorry. She she's a difficult teacher. I mean, I've taken classes with her. She's difficult. I was the kid. Is there a high schooler in here? Don't do what I do. But at biology and chemistry, I was a guy that lit the gas thing in the back and started a fire because it was an accident. I mean, I don't know. It was. I was just trying to figure out how it worked. I wonder where my son gets it from. <laughs> it's me. It's my fault. We've had difficulties in life. You know, a flat tire, everything's going wrong in life. But I want to think of a classroom environment because life is sometimes about learning. And so we walk in and we have that one professor, that one teacher, we just know it's going to be difficult. We just know it's going to challenge everything we've ever done. Reading and studying for this, I was reading a commentary by Warren Worsby. And he gives a story. And this is the story of, from his commentary about a student that shows up to learn about birds. He doesn't have much going on in his life. <laughs> but this guy really wants to learn about birds. And so he has studied for the final exam, and he has studied, and he has studied. And maybe in life, we feel like we've done everything we can. We've done all the checks and the blocks for our jobs. We've tried to be the best husband. We've tried to be the best mom, the best wife. Yet we're still screwing it all up. And so this, this student walks in, and the final exam is 25 birds that he has to diagnose or tell who they are, but it's just their feet. It's just their feet. And so out of just pure frustration, he exclaims to the professor, this isn't fair. And I'm 
many of us think life is unfair? And the professor says, hey, this is what it is. If you don't want to take the final, I'll just fail you. Okay. So the professor goes back to his great book, looks up at the kid, and says, so what's your name? student says, you tell me. <laughs> so that's important for us to understand in life. Because the difficulties that we have to overcome, we might have done everything we can. We might have tried all the things that we needed to try. But life isn't fair. And you won't know until the moment of that trial how you're really going to fall out. Back to John. John's gospel tells us that, you know, Dinner was being served, and that's why I want us to kind of focus in, because I think there's three things that we can just pull from the scripture. Three things that will help us to stand up. In verse 2, the evening meal was being served, and it gives a little statement that the devil had already prompted Judas, so that the, you know, the temptation was already there. Judas had already gotten the 30 things of silver, to betray Jesus. Everything was on course to happen for our Savior to die for our sins. And yet, in the midst of all that, the evening meal was being served. Verse 3, Jesus knew the Father had put all things under his power. And verse 4, so he got up. So I think there's three things that we need to know how to stand in life or to help us stand up in times. The first one's love. Verse 1 tells us that it was the night before the Passover feast, and Jesus knew that time had come, having loved his own. So all the disciples, and maybe more, we don't know, but all the people that he had loved the most were right there with him. And he knew all that was about to happen. See, people, he had been with them for over three years. For all of us in the Navy, and we start thinking that living in one place for two to three years, like, wow, that's awesome. We actually start to get to Think of three years of living life together on the road. And see, Jesus had taught them. He had cried with them. He had challenged them. He had sent them out, and they had come back. All those things. He lived life with them in the toughest times. He still stood up. 
The power of standing up was from his love. We might not think that standing up is that, that difficult. And I would say then we're probably a little bit younger. <laughs> I can tell you as, it gets, as you get older, as you have maybe challenges in life that have stretched you beyond capacity of your body, maybe surgeries, maybe just ailments, standing up is a little bit more. My wife and I had a beautiful time in Tennessee for a couple of years, about 16 months, less than a couple of years. And I was able to spend some time with these men. These men were precious. They were able to kind of share life in a gruff way. They are farmers. I mean, this is Tennessee. They all drove pickup trucks. They didn't have iPhones. They had the big flip phones, the big numbers on it. And these were cool men. I was the youngest guy. And outside of that, there was a, a good 50-year gap. You know, they're, they were well in their 70s, 80s. And there was a time that we just kind of talked about life. We talked about how special, but yet the challenges of life. And this man said one time, you know, the most difficult thing now at 82 years old. I was like, yeah, I was on edge of my seat. He said was standing up. As he tried to rock himself to get up. We might not think it was such a big deal that Jesus got up from the dinner table. But this is out of culture. Like they would have already washed their feet. He got up with how many of us need a purpose in our life to get us up out of bed? How many of us need a purpose in our life to help us in those tough days that just aren't fair? For Jesus, it was his love. The second part that helped him stand up was his service. You see, in verse 4, he got up and took off his outer clothings. But his purpose of taking off the outer clothes was to wash the disciples' feet. Because it wasn't the master that would stand at the, the door entryway and wash the people's, the guests' feet. It would have a servant do that. See, our mission here at Vertical is about helping those far from God find life in Jesus. Truly a a servant's call. And we disciple everybody by helping them take that next step. And so you see our pastors in our, our church has modeled in a lot of ways John 13, 15, which talks about Jesus setting the example. Each of our pastors model the servant leadership. So Jesus stood because of love, stood because of service. But he also stood, number three, because he knew his father. Is there someone that is just annoying you? 
Is there a relationship that's just draining you every day? I'm not talking about brothers and sisters, husbands and wives. To death do you part. That's not the way out, by the way. I'm just saying. But see, Jesus periodically would get away. If you ever want to study something, go to Luke. Luke is the one of the Gospels that has the most on Jesus sneaking away, going away in the middle of the night and praying. See, Jesus knew the way to have the strength was to stand, was to be close to his Father. See, 13.1, Jesus knew the time had come for him to leave and to go to his father. In verse 3, it says, Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power. So just as much as we try to prepare every day, we try to do all the right things. We try to be as prepared as we can, physically fit as we can, or have as much fun as we want. You've kind of sculpted your life. But when everything's kind of going to some place in a handbasket, you choose where you want it to go. It's in those moments that do I make a stand or do I just stay in my seat? That wavering is your rocking back and do I stand or do I just sit down? It's in moments of the test that we try the hardest, maybe on our own power, to stand. But yet Jesus knew the way to get to the power was through time with God. Our pastors have modeled it through discipleship series, through the prayer nights, through all the challenges that maybe you've brought to them. I don't know how my life is going to work out as you share your story with them across the table or call them for a hospital visit. The purpose of prayer is that we get close to God. So as we kind of wrap up today and we have some DLT members that will uh, be coming up here in just a second to formally appreciate and give honor to our, to our pastors. But where are you today as we wrap up? Are you studying every night, trying to make yourself the most successful you can? Are you trying to do everything you can at work to get that next promotion? Great. But there comes to a point where, where do you have to stand up? Where do you need to stand up in your life? Where do you need help with in your life? Do you need more love for a relationship that you've just kind of written off? A relationship that God wants to restore? Because God can restore relationships. Are you a place in your life that you just feel like you're tapped out? I'm done. I have nothing left to give. Don't ask me to serve anyone in my family. 
anywhere else in my life. You do so many other things, you're just so busy. And I'll say, when's the last time we got away with the cup? Luke 5.16 tells us that Jesus withdrew to pray. We can't have love. We can't have the strength to stand up. We can't have the strength to give service. In our night of worship, as God kind of just laid this out to me, our pastors modeled this. As evident this week and through the weeks of preparation that we've had leaders step up so we can show honor and love. And for you today, where do you need to stand up? I challenge you, just where you're at, close your eyes for a moment for reflection. It'd be really dramatic if I asked you to go ahead and stand up if, if you need help with something, but right now I just want you to think, how is your love? How is your service? How is your time with God? Where are you at? Are you struggling to try to get everything you need to get? Or do you feel like if one more thing snaps, I don't think I'll be able to handle it. I'm here today to say that with Jesus, you can stand because he's right there with you. That he has the peace that will quiet the storm. But our only way to get to that point is that we have to know him. So maybe you might not know him. Today's your day. You can know him through a simple prayer of asking Jesus to forgive your sins. Because that's what he knew was going to happen. He knew he was going to die for our sins so we could live eternity with him forever. Or maybe you're at the point that you need some help standing up. You need some more love. You feel so closed off to everybody. Or maybe you feel like you just can't give one more thing. And if the kids ask for something today, I just will lose it. If my boss sends me another email on the weekend, I'm going to lose it. Wherever you're at, Jesus is with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, for my brothers and sisters that are joined in today. God, you know right where they're at. If you want to accept Jesus to your heart, the simple prayer is, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. 
for those that need the strength, that need the encouragement. The prayer this morning is simple. Jesus, I need more time with you. Help me. The joy that we can have every morning with Christ is found with him not by ourselves. We thank you, Jesus, for always being there. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.